Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Malabarada Baba Baba Wherever you are this morning, you want to join me. And you want to lift up your voice. And you want to lift up your voice in prayer. Kobata Basha Kaprados Kapai. Mehatus Kapala Brados Kapai. Leba Baba Basha Kapapa Baba. You want to lift up your voice this morning. You want to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For yet another day. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For yet another time. Thank you, Jesus. For the privilege to be among the living. Velegada Bradosa Bradaska Pai, Male Bradoska Bradaska Pai, Sarada Barakada Baba 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mr. I've sent an I've sent an invite to accept it. Okay. Mosha Daba Koskapa Ilegada Beredoskapa. Mehasu telebrandosa kapapa. Libere koda bebebebebebebe. Harada bashada brahoskapa. Ihan telegada bashakadaba. Lift up your voice and let's pray together. Those on the line, lift up your voice and let's pray. We are thanking God for another day. We are. 
We are thanking God for the grace to be alive, for the grace to be among the living. Thank you, Jesus. in Jesus' name. The Bible said in Psalm 118, the Bible said, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forevermore. Let the people of God see that his love endures forevermore. Let the house of Aaron say that his love endureth forevermore. Let those who fear the Lord say his love endures forevermore. We want to lift up our voice. I love, I love the beginning. The Bible said, give thanks to the Lord for God is good. You and I will be testaments of the goodness of God. We want to lift up our voice and we are saying that Lord, you are good. Our life is an epitome and is a witness to how good you are. And we, as we lift up our voice, we and our house, we and our home, we are, we are coming together in unison. And we are saying that, Lord, you are good. Lift up your voice and let's pray a prayer of thanksgiving. A prayer of thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, you are good, and your mercy
We are praying. We are praying that Lord, let the light, let your light lead me, lead me throughout this year and the rest of my life. And the rest of my life, let your light lead me. The Bible says, For in his light we see light. You know, we are praying, it's a spiritual prayer. We are saying that Lord, let our path be flooded with your light. You know that we do in our ministry, in our day-to-day activity, in our going out and in our coming in. Lord, as we lift up our voice, let your light lead me throughout this year. Lift up your voice and pray. in the name of Jesus, we are praying. The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 60, the Bible said, Arise, shine. Why? For your light has come. So you know, when the light of God comes, what we do to to climax the light of God is that when the light of God comes, we have we have nothing to do than to arise and to rise up and to shine. Hallelujah. So there must be some there must be some awakening there must be some shining we are going to lift up our voice and we are going to pray once 
more. The Lord, as I pray, in the name of our Lord Jesus, any area of my life that I need an awakening, in the name of our Lord Jesus, let your light shine. That I have, I have the response, my natural response will be an awakening. In the name of our Lord Jesus, lift up your voice. You need that. You need that. You need that awakening. That, oh God, oh my Father, as I lift up my voice. I will awake, I will rise up, I will shine when the light of God comes. I will shine when the light of God comes. I will shine when the light of God comes. I will shine when the light of God comes. I will shine when the light of God comes. I will shine. The <laughs> We are, we are praying again. Hallelujah. When you read, when you read Psalms 27, the verse one, the Bible said, "The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear?" The Bible said, "The Lord is my light and my salvation." It means that you see, the people of God that have knowledge about the light in their life there isn't anything like fear there isn't the fear for tomorrow there isn't the fear of succeeding there isn't the fear no 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 the fear the fear is going to dissipate because you have knowledge of who your light is our prayer is simple this morning that oh god oh my father as i lift up my voice and as i pray let me have knowledge of who you are in my life 
that you are my light and you are my salvation. Lift up your voice and pray. The Lord, my knowledge of you will increase and increase daily in the mighty name of Jesus. in Psalms 43, the verse 3, the Bible said, send out, oh, Gideon, Gideon of 40, please, correct your line for me. Psalms 43, the verse 3, the Bible said, send out your light and your truth. Oh, Jesus. And we, we are going to go deeper. We are going to understand that the light of God is the truth of God. And then the truth is Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. So it means that you see the light of God is possible to lead, is profitable for leading. So we are going to pray the Lord, send your light, let them lead me. You know that it is the, the phrases that follows that that catches my attention. It says that let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. You know, when the light of God leads you, it brings you to a holy hill. When you say holy, what the Bible says, what the Bible means is a separated hill. A place without competition, a place without contemplation, a place without reproach. That is the place the light of God leads his people. We are going to lift up our voice and our last prayer for this morning. In the name of our Lord Jesus, my God, oh my Father, as I lift up my voice and as I pray, let your light lead me to your holy hill. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, lift up your voice and pray, child of God. Lift up your voice and pray. Le 
Of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Holy God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And Dianimo, <laughs> Oh, my God. 
of God. I want you to type Jesus. I want you to call your friend, share to your neighbor, share to your your roommate, share to your wife, your son, your daughter, your uncle, your niece. Hallelujah. You want to invite all of them? And um, this is a dawn meeting, especially for those of us in Ghana. Alright, so you you have to tell them earlier. If you share it, they are not going to see it. Amen. Amen. It's been a wonderful journey so far in our 52 days in life. I know that at the end of these 52 days, your life will never be the same again. Your life will never, because that you are going to have something come over you that you'll be a different person. The way you see life, your perspective to life, your approach to God, your love for God, your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with your fellow people, your fellow brethren, will be entirely different. So much chance in our heads, in our lives, will be discarded. And so many glorious capacity will be, de- will be developed inside of us. And we are going to see God's grace and God's goodness in our lives like never before. Amen. Alright, so today is day three. Amen. Slowly but sure, you'll get there. I know that the time is going to come. I'll be like, today's our last day. Oh my goodness. Amen and amen. Today is day three. Who's excited for today already? Amen. So, uh, yesterday we ended at chapter eight. Today we are going to chapter 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, eight, four. What did I say? <laughs> oh, if my if my if my primary school teacher is here, he'll be he or she will be disappointed. 
I move <laughs> from eight to eleven street. Oh my goodness! I should start going for my school fees because they have disappointed me already. <laughs> they have disappointed Quantum Leap. I see. <laughs> that was a very swift Quantum Leap from eight to eleven. Wonderful. What is nine and ten? going to say i've discriminated against 9 and 10 9 and 10 forgive me so we are going to start from chapter 9 today and i really wish that when we are reading we can also read our bibles and we follow hallelujah don't just hear them i want you to read them for yourself uh, i want you to read them for yourself so i'll first go with excellent excellent let's do chapter 9 swift and quickly amen amen matthew chapter 9 matthew chapter 9 jesus stepped into a boat crossed over and came to his own town some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat when jesus saw their faith he said to the man take heart son your sins are forgiven and this some of the teachers of the law said to themselves this fellow is blaspheming knowing their thoughts jesus said why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts which is easier to see your sins are forgiven or to see get up and walk but i want you to know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins so he said to the paralyzed man get up take your mat and go home then the man got up and went home when the crowd saw this they were filled with awe and they praised god who had given such authority to man. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners on hearing this? And Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? This time, the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskin will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to the bleeding for to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, 
I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, go away. The girl's not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand and she got up. News of this spread through all that region. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread their news about him all over that region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. That's a powerful reading. I'm Alright, so that was Matthew chapter 9. Interesting passage. I, I The last time we read, when we did the summary of the entire Old Testament, we I explained who a Pharisee is, and I said that the Pharisees are Jesus' worst nightmare. Like, Jesus' fierce enemy were the Pharisees, they they are they are people that very soon a time is going to come they are going to devise way of kicking Jesus even out. They wanted to kill Jesus now. Like can you imagine? Time came that they they were plotting to kill Jesus. Amen. So chapter nine, chapter nine of of Matthew, right? Started with Jesus forgiving sins, where Jesus forgave sins. We said that the teachers of the law, the teacher of the law, they are they are called the scribes. So the, the, the scribes started to mama and they were like, This is blasphemy. Who are you to forgive sin? Because they were teachers of the law, they understood that it is only God that has the power to forgive sins. So they understood what was going on, what was going by. And Jesus knew that yes, it's true, it is only God. That can forgive sin because the son is also God and he has authority to forgive sins. So Jesus again confirms that he is God and he has the ability to also forgive sins. So that is why he stated that the son of man to reveal his messianic role that indeed he has the power to forgive sins. So that is how chapter 9 began from verse 1 to verse 8 when we move on from verse 1 
um, to 8, okay, verse 9, we see Jesus calling Matthew. And I explained that, um, that Matthew is a publican. And we said that who a publican is, a publican is a tax collector. And we said that during the Roman regime, what happened was that they designated some people to be tax collectors. They are called the publicans. And then these people were like come like Jews, but the Roman Empire will come. Roman Empire, they were very brilliant. They would pick people with, among your your own sect. So the Jews now, because ni afraid be Maybe the, the the people who are mathematically inclined people, the brilliant, the youth, the energetic people. Then you are going to become the tax collectors. And the same people that they picked became sinners because we are the commoners so it's like we we come here so like maybe i am i am let's say i am the regiment from the roman empire sent within this region when i come what i do is that i appoint benjamin and mr agbelevo and then god's chosen as my tax collector so they are among you but these people will now turn against you and because you must understand that they were also um, reporting to who the last time we said it they were reporting to Pontius Pilate because Pontius Pilate is the military man let's say Pontius Pilate is someone like Dampari so Dampari is the same military man and also Omona task collectors not also reporting to Omo so in this in the context of the Jews they have always seen the publicans or the tax collectors as sinners because these are our people but you are so wicked towards us so no moon po many man here because mu yen krofo a mu kan yen ma fe di ase mu miem yen mo ni ajizika e boy apo wiya here in so many ways so they didn't like them at all but we see Jesus go and make even a seat with these people eating and dining with them so some the, the, the Pharisees there, no, they didn't understand. Like, hey, Master, you, you, the way you got you, you young man, we know you. The way you started teaching the these teachings, now all of a sudden you are eating with these people. They, they didn't understand. They didn't understand at all. They thought that Jesus was doing something very, very horrible, right? And Jesus said something that he desired mercy, and then he came to actually heal those who are who are sick not to weep so that was jesus's kind of response to them right after that from verse 14 downwards that is from verse 14 to 17 we find that john john's disciples that is john the baptist disciples came and then they asked jesus the question that you know we following our master we know that we fast and we also know that the pharisees too they are people who fast a lot but when we look at the people around you every day they are eating if it is not sandwich if it's not bread and butter is bonku if it's, it's some gari photo just say so this is John the Baptist's disciples. I felt they were jealous <laughs> in a way because ah, you know, I say the oh message now, oh can me message now, master, I can I say eh, I say. But in God for me do what you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on bread side, yeah, bread on, and I go the wrong place. All right. So this is John's disciple asking Jesus, Jesus a question. 
that the people be behind you they are not fasting they are not fasting like the way our master make us fast and also we, they don't even fast like the pharisees but one thing that john's disciples de- re- refuse to understand in this regard is that the reason why the pharisees were fasting it was like um, the pharisees were fasting as a religious practice they were not fasting for the need of it and that's very key so anytime a child of god oh fasting now Oh, fasting because ma sorry fasting I may fasting be but you don't really know the essence of it you know you are missing the mark and that is the reason why the Pharisees were fasting it was a hypocritical kind of fast and also with John's fasting John was influenced by the Pharisee system because any religious person that grows up in a synagogue being taught by the same scribes and these are the same people from the Pharisees and the Sadducees we know them so you they will be influenced and John was John the Baptist was also a man that wasn't his they, they have a name for it. I'll find it one day and I'll come and say it. They have a name for those kind of people who was just eating only locusts and honey. He doesn't even eat. He's a man who is he's, he's a weird man. You know, the DNA is different. All right. He doesn't like eating. So if you are following such a man, it is going to be very weird. <laughs> he's just a weird man. Sorry to use that word, but like he's, he's just a weird man who doesn't eat. So if you are following such a person, you would also definitely begin to pick up his lifestyle but jesus compares or answers them with three examples number one bridegroom number two is jesus compares them the the second example is that a new patch on an old garment and number three new wine in an old wine skin which is very very critical so the question we are supposed to ask ourselves is simple The bridegroom is Jesus. And Jesus was saying that now is the time of feasting. When the bridegroom is taken away, they will fast. And Jesus was saying that there is a new patch on an old garment and then a new wine in an old wine skin. What Jesus was saying is that I am the new patch, I am the new wine. Because I am the new patch and I am I'm the, also the new wine, the spiritual conditioning of these people the spiritual condition of these people if you put the old the new patch on an old garment it won't fit and if you put a new wine into an old wine skin it won't fit but a time is going to come that there will be room for fasting so don't think that jesus condemned fasting but jesus was answering them based on timing based on timing so it would be a, I've, I've, I've seen believers trying to use this scripture to say that oh yes fasting he was talking about the timing and there are so many answers and there are so many things Jesus said that has to do with timing and as we go forward we are going to we are going to understand when you move from the verse 18 to 34 Jesus was just healing people and all the healings that occurred they were tied to faith so the role of faith when it comes to healing 
you don't come to Christ or you don't come to in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of heaven, which we find ourselves if you have accepted the Lord as your personal savior, you are born into that kingdom. If you are in the kingdom and you are expecting healing, you need to come on board with the instrument and with that element of faith. If you lack faith, it's going to be very, very hard, except a miracle happens for you to receive the healing that you expect amen then we moved on from the verse 35 to um 38 and jesus said i am the lord of the harvest so the harvest is a metaphorical statement that jesus used to represent the multitudes of souls that will be ready to be brought into his kingdom that is about to establish and i've explained if you were here the first day if you were not here go back and listen to the message on the first day i've explained how the, the people viewed kingdom from because you know the israelites when they settled from from babylonian kingdom to the persian kingdom from the persian kingdom uh from the babylonian kingdom to the persian kingdom to um um greek kingdom to the hellenistic culture to the rome roman roman empire so they have they have they have, they have seen kingdoms and empires so jesus is about to birth a new kingdom and this one is the kingdom of heaven and jesus says that he is the lord of the harvest it means that jesus being the lord of the harvest means that he has authority over the process of gathering and bringing people into his kingdom basically that is what number chapter 9 of matthew is any question any contribution what scripture stood out for you i am ready to read it or listen to you hallelujah okay sir that's the only only contribution yes i uh-huh. Someone said verse 5 stood out. Okay, verse 5 says that which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say get up and walk. Yeah, so here Jesus was enforcing in verse 5, Jesus was enforcing his authority over sin. It is only God that can forgive sins. You know, one thing you should understand most of the times, you know, we confuse this when we say God, Jesus is God, the Father is God, the Holy Spirit is God. Most of the times when we say God, all our minds is, like our mind goes straight to God being like the Father. But you must understand that when we say God, we are talking about, and as we go on, we, we are going to gain a better understanding of the whole entire Godhead. That, okay, this is the function, this is the duty, but all of them, they are still one. Alright? Mm-hmm. Someone said, please, excellent route something. Alright, alright, alright. Let me read, let me go up, let me go up. Excellent... Then it hasn't appeared on my screen, no. Oh, excellent. Please type it again and send it. Okay, okay, I've seen it. One thing that stood out for to me is faith. We can see faith running throughout this chapter. The paralyzed man was healed because exactly because of faith. Faith. Because of because of faith. Because of his faith. The woman with the issue of blood was healed because of her faith. The man's daughter was healed because of her father, her, her father's faith. Hallelujah. So, so 
that is it. Faith is very, very important when it comes to we receiving from God. Faith is very, very important. So, it has to do with faith. And then the last time we said that Jesus said that we should go to the narrow gate. And he said that the narrow gate is narrow. You know, when say you know, the Sunday school, Madame Pep, Madame Ajua, and Madame 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 Reta, and Madame Akus. I must say, narrow gate, no, HLS. But uh, so any say, but bigger gates not yet. Mama drawing, you know, yeah, the drawing, yeah, but say, I think we bigger gates, but narrow gates, in fact, two every and so naturally, say, okay, my burning. We said that the narrow gates represent it's narrow because Jesus was giving them an idea of who the narrow the narrow gate is that it's through just one man and it's also through faith. So, faith is very, very key. And it's very instrumental in our work with God. <clears throat> exactly. God bless you, Uncle Atu. Uncle Atu says that Matthew didn't give any excuse when Jesus called him. He left everything he was doing. He left everything. And you know one thing I love about Matthew? Matthew doesn't really talk about his direct communication with Jesus. He just talks in a third person like like. He talks no way you don't want free picture him. But wow no watch your passage we and a wow one seven now okay in Tikabia if let's let's say that I am the one writing this and I get to this chapter. You see how I'm going to what I will write no you know that me I'm one seven American and then Obama feel to Obama feel no from him Pomano or from him about three passages and now four passages maybe be a mom who say I'm pa me me wa se me ni ajenkwa no relate ye me ajenkwa ba me fie to say obet ready but matthew just give him himself just small small verses small verses he he sounds like a very solid humble man for me and and i love the way he writes he writes purposely about kingdom and i love it i love him i love him already just that you are going to love mark when you get to mark better that you are going to love because Mark is very raw and very detailed. Amen. Let's do chapter 10. Alright. Chapter 10. Let me pick God's chosen. Are you still using a Accra version of the Bible or you have, you have changed? I think God's chosen is not it's not it's not ready. Uh Mr. Glover, let's do chapter 10. Oh, okay. All right. So let's do chapter 10. Are you still using okay. your Accra version? Accra easy version? Yes. All right. Okay. You let's go. You're fine, sir. Okay. Matthew chapter 10. Jesus sends his apostles on a mission. Jesus called his 12 followers together. He gave them power over evil spirits and power to heal every kind of disease and sickness these are the, the names of the 12 apostles simon also called peter andrew the brother of peter james the son of zebedee john the brother of james philip bartholomew thomas matthew the task collector james the son of alphaeus thaddeus simon the zealot Judas Iscariot, the one who handed Jesus over to his enemies. 
Jesus sent the 12 men out with these instructions. Don't go to the non-Jewish people and don't go into any town where the Samaritans live, but go to P- go to the people of Israel. They are like sheep that are lost. When you go, tell them this. God's kingdom is now very near. Heal the sick. Bring the dead back to life. Heal the people who have leprosy and force demons out of people. I give you these powers freely, so help others freely. Don't carry any money with you, gold or silver or copper. Don't carry a bag. Take only the clothes and sandals you are wearing. And don't take a walking stick. A worker should be given what he needs. When you enter a city or town, find some worthy person there and stay in his home until you leave. When you enter that home, say, peace be with you. If the people in that home welcome you, they are worthy of your peace. May they have the peace you wished for them. But if they don't welcome you, they are not worthy of your peace. Take back the peace you wished for them. And if the people in a home or a town refuse to welcome you or listen to you, then leave that place. Shake the dust off your feet. I can assure you that on the judgment day, it will be worse for that town than for the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Listen, I'm sending you and you will be like sheep among wolves. So be smart like snakes, but also be like doves and don't hurt anyone. Be careful. There are people who will arrest you and take you to be judged. They will whip you in their synagogues. You will be taken to stand before governors and kings. People will do this to you because you follow me. You will tell about me to those kings and governors and to the non-Jewish people. When you are arrested, don't worry about what to say or how you should say it. At that time, you will be given the words to say. It will not really be you speaking. The spirit of your father will be speaking through you. Brothers will turn against their own brothers and hand them over to be killed. To be killed. Fathers will hand over their own children to be killed. Children will fight against their own parents and will have them killed. Everyone will hate you because you follow me. But the one who remains faithful to the end will be saved. When you are treated badly in one city, go to another. I promise you that you will not finish going to all the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes again. Students are not better than their teacher. Servants are not better than their master. Students should be happy to be treated the same as their teacher, and the servants should be happy to be treated the same as their master. If those people call me the ruler of demons, and I am the head of the family, then it is more certain that they will insult you, the members of the family. So don't be afraid of those people. Everything that is hidden will be shown. Everything that is secret will be made known. I tell you this secretly, but I want you to tell it publicly. Whatever I tell you privately, you should shout for everyone to hear. Don't be afraid of people. They can kill the body, but they cannot kill the soul. The only one you should fear is God, the one who can send the body and soul to be destroyed in hell. When birds are sold, two small birds cost only a penny, but not even one of those little birds can die without your father knowing it. God even knows how to God even knows how many hairs are on your head. 
So don't be afraid. You are worth more than a whole flock of birds. If you stand before others and are willing to say you believe in me, then I will tell my Father in heaven that you belong to me. But if you stand before others and say you do not believe in me, then I will tell my Father in heaven that you do not belong to me. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring trouble. I have come to make this happen. I know happen. what Jesus said in that, in that place. I don't want peace. I want violence. <laughs> I want trouble. Oh, Violent Jesus. <laughs> Do not think, I take the verse 34 again. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace. I came to bring trouble. I have come to make this happen. A son will turn against his father. A daughter will turn against her mother. A daughter-in-law will turn against her mother-in-law. Even members of your own family will be your enemies. Those who love their father or mother more than they love me are not worthy of me. And those who love their son or daughter more than they love me are not worthy of me. Those who will not accept the cross that is given to them when they follow me are not worthy of me. Those who try to keep the life they have will lose it. But those who give up their life for me will find true life. Whoever accepts you also accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Whoever accepts a prophet because he is a prophet will get the same reward a prophet gets. And whoever accepts a godly person just because that person is godly will get the same reward a godly person gets. Whoever helps any of these little ones because they are my followers will definitely get a reward, even if they only give them a cup of cold water. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if 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 I want you to, when we are done today, I want you to go over Jesus' words again. Like some of the things Jesus was saying was very like every word of Jesus is it's is deep. Like it's it's been thousands of years and still when you read it, like it comes in in a different in a different tonation it comes in a different way come bless you one of god for that powerful reading all right so chapter 10 chapter 10 i want to take all together because um it's 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 i i use niv and niv sums all together like he doesn't give it the kind of he gives the other chapters right so I'm doing from verse 1 to 37 uh, we, we see that Jesus is sending his people and Jesus says that okay that my immediate focus or the immediate ministry is to the Jews and not to the Gentiles or the Samaritans and then the last time if you were here the first day when we did the history says that God had a plan and I think I have a video. I'm, so, I'm supposed to post that video. And I, I spoke about that. God had a, a plan from the very beginning to touch the entire world, to touch mankind. But he he started from one nation. And then the nation is the nation of Israel. And we did that, how the nation of Israel ah, migrated that to that point until when they were under the Roman Empire and Jesus came and all that. So 
Jesus says that okay, because I I chose you as the nation that through this nation I can touch the entire world. When I'm coming, my immediate focus should be with you. So the immediate ministry, what Jesus was talking about in that time, in that time, in that time. That is why you see uh, when we go to verse 30, like the chapter 23, he says that when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another place. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So that's one. He's talking about the judgment comes. And that judgment happened. Like the immediate judgment happened. And John the Baptist actually had a trouble with this. He had a he had he had a confusion with this. And when we go to the, the chapter 11, we are going to find out very soon. Alright. So the immediate ministry of Jesus was to go to the Jews and not the Gentiles and not the Samaritans. That after he had He's done with his messianic revelation after he has revealed that he's the messiah and everything then the gentiles will also receive the 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 word that is why here he's sending the 12 apostles the 12 apostles so the apostles were the ones that were going to proclaim to the house of the jews the jews that okay jesus the messiah the one whom the, the prophets like Isaiah prophesied about his year now. And so when he was also, that is why we called Apostle Paul the apostles to the Gentiles because God also revealed himself to him and then he also met the Gentiles. So he had a plan, Jesus, and God had a plan. God had a plan. And then the plan was that immediate ministry is to the Jews. And then later on, we can go to the Gentiles and also to the Samaritans. All right. And then we, he gave them a message. So the ministry is to the Jews. The immediate ministry is to the Jews. The message he gave them is to go and preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And someone will say, what is the difference between the message that these people were preaching and then the message that John the Baptist was also preaching? No difference, actually. It's the same message that God gave him. Because you see, you must understand that the same message as John the Baptist because Jesus is not yet dead and has not been resurrected right because of that no they they were not they were not preaching a different message they were not preaching like the kingdom like come to the kingdom right but right now he was just telling them the kingdom of heaven is at hand it's about to begin and then the lord of the harvest is calling you to be born into this new kingdom because he's your king he has come as your king. He has come to establish the empire and then all the prophecies that has been said about him is here. So the message that he gave them was the same message that John the Baptist preached. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in that same chapter, in the chapter 10, we also see that Jesus gave them the ability to perform miracles. And he gave them for free. So the ability to perform miracles is for free. And this one is 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 not going to change even when jesus die and resurrect if you are if god graces you and god calls you and god gives you an ability in the kingdom he gives it to you for free please you must understand prayer is good and all that is good don't think that it is because of your holy living and your goodness be that is why god has given you a, no 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 it is a free it it's free 
It's free. Every gifted person must understand that you are giving the gift freely. And that is why you should not profit. You should not sell the gift because the Bible says that freely you have received, freely give. That is an unchangeable law. It's an unchangeable thing that you and I must know that when we when we have received freely, you must give freely. He gave them the power to also perform miracles. And then Jesus one of the things I see from this chapter is that Jesus pays his workers. He pays his workers. And the workers of Jesus, they are not beggars. <laughs> Jesus told them, when you go to the house, don't go and look for Mobroni. There will be only Mobroni problem. Kosikeni or town or Nekwada five-star hotel. Hey, my goodness. Jesus pays his workers. So he says, when I send you, when you go to a town, go to Sikeni or Yentumpa. He said, search for some worthy person and stay in the house until you leave. Yang tum panyam for white linen and sesumau neda. It's also called emphatare, emphabibia ko empty. When you go, when you get there, you'll be fed. And he says that any person who doesn't who doesn't receive you, you know, you are going to actually leave a curse in that in that same place. It's 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 serious. You serious? So the people of God, and I want to tell everyone in ministry, trust me, build upon this. Don't become a beggar. Don't become a beggar. And you must know that God pays. Jesus pays his workers. Don't go begging. Trust me, Jesus pays his workers. Jesus pays his workers. And as long as he's the one that called you and ordained you, no matter where you are, God will can God can even send a raven to come and feed you. Jesus pays his workers. It's, 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 it's something he has done from the very beginning. Amen. Another thing I saw from the passage is that the nature of the world. He says that I'm sending you to the, I'm sending you to a world that the nature of the world is the sheep and then the, the wolf system. And I want you to be harmless. So you must be harmless. He says you must be shredded as snakes and as innocent as a dove. Because the world you are, he said, I'm sending you as sheep among wolves who hear least mistake here, So you know that is why every child of God sent and born in this kingdom, in executing our kingdom business, we must be wise, know how to talk, know. And very soon Jesus will demonstrate that a time came that the Pharisees began to uh, devise a strategy to kill Jesus. The Bible said Jesus knew of it. And Jesus left the place. So don't go and stand in front of the house. Mosque will be a chio. In Kremophobia, 3,000 years ago. Oh, how are you? Allah, Wakbal, Ravar Rasulullah, Bismillah, Ravar Rahim, Laila, Muhammad Rasulullah, Nakujinetri. Oh, yes, you say, Atemo Bamoso, Obekumuna, why are you least mistake with Tiate? With Tiate, oh, do say who are for heaven, but Abian and your time so be no no. And you must you must you must go. You must he sent us as sheep among wolves. It means that there are some people who want to pounce on you, who wants to kill you, who wants to destroy you, but also and yes, okay, or say you are going to trample upon scorpions and snakes and they will not harm you. And to call, Uko Hona, Obinu Jetinena, no, I'm mixing your mama, or so no, 
no one genuine oh yes we be born mobile we be won kwase wo akodru heaven abra na enye o time say we be dru hon no on the me pattern so he's sending you as sheep among wolves he says that innocence is something very very critical there's so many times i look at things that i'm like e we are putting ourselves into danger it's not everything you show you post you you go you are, you are becoming an easy target haven't you noticed that during christmas in ghana we got something dirty december some people will go and jam and jam and jam and jam on bakwa with mufri we are say mufri rapaholic near called promise island we're from promise island near call mr easy from mr easy near call has to say on bakwa bashi biya say obiya ankasa a christopher uncle jinachia embo mpaye a christopher enko to offering masofo na yashasi atake omu asa ye diye yezika no omu no omu pen omu dibeshe ye boto omu inti diye de ye no asa ye diye ni you get it it means that the world already wants to pounce on us yankasa niye uwe hi tada inti ye niyo mebu wa hai niko anse ye nye se asore ye kwa vetu offering nanda betu abonti ey ene diye ya Hey, you baby, whoa! You can't say so for being one somebody. I say, just say, we need to go try. Say, you know, we want some. We go try, baby, not even to have one thing. And the idea is, sorry, no, no, so for no, you won't be that. It means that you see, we are, we are sent as sheep among wolves, and wisdom and intelligence must be our day-to-day. It must be our day-to-day running of events. Something that is very, very critical. One thing that I saw is that the gospel is a divisive instrument. The gospel is divisive, very, very divisive, and a bit And you, we saw it. It says that if a brother will be separated from his brother, a sister from his sister, sons from their mother. I'm telling you, it means that they can and and it happens. Maybe you are in Ghana. You are Ghana and South Scripture. Maybe we will not see the essence of it. But senyako pompa mahuka ne kewu ebi ti se biya China ni yewu ebi se Saudi Arabia na se yewu ebi se Israel ni baby sa the population of Christians there ni a very very small against a larger population against a larger group you are going to understand this scripture so when you take a stand there are some people there are some people I know I know of a son that the son has a family who is most who is I don't want to mention any but so many people here know knows him. And that son is coming from a Muslim country that there were times that I had to go and pick him from his home because he he came to pray and then his father had and came to sleep by my side. So the, the, the gospel is very divisive. Alright? But another thing I also saw in the passage is that there is promise for those who respond even to the gospel message. And that is something I, I, I saw from the chapter 10. But what stood out for you? Which scripture, which part stood out for you? Which contribution can you also say? Alright? Excellencies, one thing that stood out for me in this chapter is total dependency on god you see jesus introduced jehovah jireh part of the father he sent his disciples out and told them not to take any money or even extra clothing i'm sure god provided for them in those days he was going to provide for them even in speech hallelujah very profound yes you can ask the question grace woman jesus provided 
the gyra part of God was demonstrated. And very soon we are going to go, just going to make a statement like, no one knows the Father except the Son. No one knows the Son except the Father. And this this thing that Excellent is saying links to that. Jesus reveals who the Father is. And before the time Jesus came, so many people had a misconstrued agenda, misconstrued way of, of looking at God. That Jesus came to eradicate that. Um, Apostle Atokamna says that Matthew chapter 10, verse 20, 23, when you are persecuted in one place, flee to another place. I tell you, you will not finish going to the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Very, very critical. You see, this scripture here, the verse 23, I want you to underline it. Don't be confused. Here, Jesus was talking about before judgment comes. The Son of Man brings judgment upon them. And this one, it has happened already. It happened in 70 AD. 70 AD. 70 AD, the whole town of Israel was, 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 was turned upside down. There was great disaster in those regions. So you must know. Yeah. 10 verse 14. Grace Woman says 10 verse 14. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of the city or house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Yes. He says, Uncle, why did Jesus say this? Jesus was trying to say, just leave curse for the people. Just leave. If they did not receive you. Just leave. Uh, because I told you, say, house of a worthy person. So if you locate the house of a worthy person and then they don't, they don't, they don't receive you, just leave. And judgment will come upon the house. Yes. Somebody said, Uncle, why did Jesus come with violence? Yes, you see, one thing Jesus is saying is that when it comes to, and he's going to talk about this, and I'm going to explain, that is why I love chapter 11, how Jesus says that the kingdom of God suffered violence. And today, all prayer warriors, please be alive. Don't sleep at this part. Uh, we are going to explain something with, when it regards to the violent part. Uh, prayer towers, which I have been a victim for many, many years. I'm about to explain something things to us so don't sleep when it comes to that violent part hallelujah by fire by force all right but here jesus is talking about when it comes to the matters of the kingdom it is a die hard like it's it's a moment that was like it's a dire moment so he said that don't think I came. You see, he's the prince of peace. Somebody can ask. Maybe you can meet someone, an 80s or someone like you. Your Bible contradicts itself. Jesus said he's the, he's, he's, the Bible says that okay, uh, the Messiah will be called the prince of peace. And Jesus says that I did not come with peace. So you, the Jesus you think is the Messiah, is not the Messiah. And you'll be confused, like, yes, it's true. Jesus said he didn't come with peace. He cannot be the prince. No. Is actually the Prince of Peace. The peace Jesus came to establish is to establish peace between you and God because there was enmity between you and God. There was enmity between man and God. Man could not approach a holy God. So that enemy, enmity was there. But when Jesus says that I did not come with peace, what he's trying to say is that if you do not accept what I, the peace I want to establish between you and God, you will end up in total anarchy. That is what he's trying to say here. Hallelujah. There are so many things we can lay, but because of our time, let's proceed. So let's um, 
Mr. Pius, read verse 11 for us. Chapter 11 for us. And, and let's take it from there. Chapter 11. And it came to pass, when Jesus had made an end of commanding his 12 disciples, he departed thence to teach and preach in their cities. Now, when John heard in the prison the works of Jesus, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, are you the one that should come, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which you have, which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have, their go- have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whomever shall not be offended in me. 7. And as they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitude concerning John, What went ye out to the wilderness to see? A reed shaking with the wind? But what went ye out to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in the king's houses. But what went ye out for you to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there had not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violence take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elijah, which was for to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But I liken it unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and you have not lamented. For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil. The Son of Man came, eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a man glutinous and wine barber, a friend of publicans and sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. Verse 20, Then began he to abrade the cities, wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, 
it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. Verse 23. And thou, Capernaum, and thou, Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I say unto you, that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. 25. And at the time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou art hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give thee rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest to your souls. 30. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. You know one scripture that I love so much? It's come to me all, all who are weary and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. <clears throat> I remember that as a Sunday school boy, um, this scripture will be read and I don't know what heavy laden is. But I just love the English. <laughs> like, it sounds so classy, especially when someone is able to lift, raise it without looking to the Bible. Maybe someone is lifting a prayer point, be like, if they want to pray, and the Bible said, come to me, all who are who are weary and are heavy laden. I'm like, hey, heavy laden. Oh, goodness. Heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. Like, it's, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds something. <laughs> but if you are heavy laden, God will give you rest. Amen. You know, I want to paint a picture of chapter 11 to us. And I want to engage our intelligence. Hallelujah. Are we all here? <clears throat> chapter 11 has so many things we are supposed to understand as children of God. Very, very critical. Um, chapter 11, be 11 begins with a very sad introduction. The introduction is that John the Baptist has been arrested and is in prison and John the Baptist, you must understand, the reason why John the Baptist is going to send people to go and to go and meet Jesus is that John the Baptist is the preach has is the preacher man, like he's the preacher's preacher, and he knows the word, and he has studied the word and what the prophets have said, and then the prophet says that when the Messiah comes, he's going to turn Jerusalem up, upside down, he's going to turn. He's going to bring judgment on the Pharisees. That is why you see, he will see the Pharisees and you call them brood of vipers. What is it you want? I won't baptize you. You are not supposed to be here. Like that was John's mission. All right. So John is in prison and he's not seen Jesus doing all these things. Like he hasn't seen that Jesus has massed up an army to go or bring judgment to these people. So obviously John will, John, John will, John will just go. And, and tell his disciples, I'm in prison, self. 
I thought that judgment is going to come, and when this when this my my brother comes, he's coming to do things to turn the Pharisees upside down so that I can have my freedom or I can I can because John knew the word. But you see, one of the things that John missed is that John missed the timing. John missed the timing because you see, Jesus was also fulfilling the scriptures. So in the Old Testament, it was said that, so that is why Jesus says that, go and tell him what you see. And he says that the blind has received sight, the lame is walking, the leprosy is being cleansed, the deaf hears, and then the dead are raised, and the good news is being preached. So Jesus categoric, um, categorizes this into two. That number one, what you see is that there is healing that is occurring. And number two, I am preaching. When you go and you read Isaiah, you get to know that this was also a prophecy that when the Son of Man comes, he's going to preach, he's going to, he's going to heal, he's going to preach. And, the, and, and then the, when you read all that, uh, he, he came, the, this is upon me as, uh, to preach the words, all those things, it was a prophecy concerning Jesus. John missed the timing. John missed the timing because, you see, it was after John's death that the judgment. So you see, it is either John was expecting the 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 judgment that was supposed to come in AD, um, AD seventy to happen in his time, or he was expecting the second coming judgment should come upon them. So that is the place John missed. That is why you see when Jesus right after that jesus began to teach the people and he started talking to them about about john you let, let me take it slowly right so now I've, I've i've said that um the judgment that john was referring is going to happen in ad 70 or 70 ad that was after john's um the john's departure after john had died and um it wasn't the time for the entire judgment to come upon mankind. I've stated that. So that is why John sent his disciples to go and ask Jesus. And the answer Jesus gave to the disciples, if we do not understand the basics of it, you would think that the answer doesn't really, 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 really answer John. Right? Like, let's be truthful. The answer Jesus gave, in, 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 it looks like a punchline. Like, it looks like, do you get it? It's like, it looks like it, it doesn't really answer him. But he was actually answering him. The answer is that, yes, I know that you expect that judgment should come, but I am fulfilling prophecy here. And I don't want you to um, go ahead of, ahead of prophecy. The prophecy I am fulfilling here is that I am bringing healing and I'm preaching. So right after John's disciple left, now Jesus begins to describe John the Baptist. And the first thing Jesus says is that John the Baptist is actually a prophet. Number one. And number two, the, the second thing Jesus says is that John the Baptist is had the greatest privilege of any prophet who had come before him because of his proximity to the kingdom. So he says that John the Baptist is the great, he's the greatest prophet because you see. All the prophets of old, they never met the Lord who is going to establish the kingdom. 
But John was the only prophet in his time to have a feel of what the kingdom or the kingdom establishment. Obi Tim Komanase, I'm engaging your intelligence today. And then he goes on to say that, but he is not great or the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Please let me explain this because I've heard a very funny saying most times. It is during prayer meetings you hear these things. That some people say that, oh, me, I'm greater than John the Baptist. I'm greater than John the Baptist. Have you heard it before? Because the Bible says that, uh, uh, please, you are not greater than John the Baptist in works. Come in before. Asoka. Oh, Sunday school crowd, where do you Sunday school tighten? Oh, tight card, so for class, when they come here for four months. Hey, who preaching? I saw a cafe young called Evangelism Wana. Now we'll be preaching once the whole year. Where we need so bad. And as you see, we are great to change John the Baptist. There be on Cassa, you're great to change John the Baptist in works. But when it comes to the kingdom of heaven those that are born in the kingdom of heaven is greater because we are born in the kingdom john was john did not have the privilege of be of seeing the kingdom even come to its fulfillment so he is the great he had the greatest privilege than all the old testament prophet because all the Old Testament prophets didn't actually have a clue of the messianic revelation to know who Jesus is as the Messiah, his death, his resurrection, what is going to be the Holy Spirit indwelling and everything. The old prophet, they didn't see. But John the Baptist, because of proximity, he had the privilege. So therefore, the Lord says that when it comes to the kingdom, he, is the great, he had the greatest privilege. He's the greatest prophet. But... Nipa sour the kingdom he is greater than John the Baptist and it's true because you are in the kingdom so obviously the only you are greater than him when it comes to matters in the kingdom it has nothing to do with um, it had nothing to do with works say you are powerful than John the Baptist and I say you are you are the BA you do have it we don't see a show because Apostle Paul Mo Casao Medjumani works me. Brian Bro my scripture to status bakwa because a every day posting scripture. Wejai, 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 I'm your say. Say, brave, brave, mama, yamba. Oh, you are greater in works than John the Baptist. And your works, please. Okay. Then Jesus moved on to say that. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence. Please, prayer talents. Let's come around. Today we are empire. I'm not saying it's empire. They are wrong. Once I hear you, you are sorry, mono. Some scripture we did here, Papa. You did pray, sir. The Bible says that the head and John the Baptist and the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence taken by force and ne waba. You must be more violent and to stamp your feet to, to blows, shake your head, cry, pray more. Please, 
I know say it is good that we pray with much reverence, but it, it, it doesn't apply to this scripture. All right, it doesn't apply to this scripture. This scripture says that the kingdom of heaven, Jesus was talking to the people. So you see, from the days of John, the when John started preaching the kingdom of heaven to my time me to sending you and sending my you my disciples to go and also preach the kingdom easy easy it has suffered so much violence it means that it has suffered so much oppositions and yes so it won't be established so from the time John the Baptist started preaching the kingdom of heaven is at hand so to our time the kingdom of heaven hasn't had it easy it means that the players of the kingdom and the actualization of the kingdom has been have suffered or has been through the violent routes is someone understanding something so, in other words, the kingdom of God has suffered so much opposition and so much resistance. That is why, eh, after that scripture, no, after Jesus, I said, oh, oh, shit, the, the, the temperament of Jesus right after that, I said, now you to go for some cities. Be. Did, you, did you notice it when Mr. Pius, Mr. Glover was reading? Did you notice that Jesus was mentioning some cities like, Bethsaida and he was mentioning Capernaum and he was mentioning he was mentioning those he was he was saying that you people the, this kingdom has suffered violence and we have come we have been preaching to you from the from John the Baptist have been preaching me my disciples are back here preaching you have seen signs you have seen miracles yet you have no, you have no my imagination you have seen all those but you don't want to believe so when this when we say that the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence uh, and the violent take it by force uh, he's just trying to say that the kingdom of heaven from the time of john the baptist shall see preaching the kingdom so the kingdom of heaven is at hand for us is for the kingdom of heaven is at hand the kingdom of heaven is at hand or can he persecute you or can john the baptist or can to prison so you could see that jesus was talking out of pain because you see john has suffered for the kingdom and yet still he is also suffering for the kingdom so right after that jesus begins to make his he, he begins to compare the sufferings and the reproaches of john to his reproach and he says that john by when did he still now persecute you know, that was violent Still now, so so move persecuting me. It is all violent. Do we understand? Do we understand that part too? All right. Good. So, again, Jesus is also describing John the Baptist, and Jesus says that John the Baptist himself is Elijah who has come. Malachi chapter four verse five. Someone paste it very very quick malachi chapter 4 verse 5 why does jesus say that john the baptist is elijah malachi chapter 4 verse 5 mm. malachi chapter 4 verse 5 
Yeah. To prayer, prayer warriors. Yeah, yeah. In Susa, in scripture, no, in Susa. Me kind say, hey, empire, I buy it in the baby. We never fire born in jail. Me kind say, we go with the. You say, we 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 grew up. We didn't have. We didn't have fathers to teach us, like to teach us these things to make us understand. So all the things we know, we painstakingly have to sit down to set for ourselves. So it told be a be Bible We have the passion. We are passionate people without without knowledge. I remember there was a time I read a scripture and the Bible says that a Nabot was a mighty hunter before the Lord, right? So Nabot is a mighty hunter before the Lord. Now, now me a prayer, prayer, prayer secretary or UCC. How be a friend of Kwame Nkrumah? Those of us in UCC, do you understand? And yeah, yeah, how meeting now? How master money now? But I say this device, this thing, comfort to all dignity to all. And I just say, me na me call it the prayer, prayer no. And I me do one. I say, oh Lord, make Kwame Nkrumah like Nabot. Who is a mighty hunter before the Lord? It says, Lord, make our hall a mighty hall before all other halls. And the master Kurenia Brady air stamping feet the bumpy. And the later, later, later in life, then who say, say Nabot yeah, a mighty hunter before the Lord. It says, Nabot no, no only nyango pon dia prayer prayer. It says, wanti asia man nyango pon. It says, like oye oye obi awa tu wa tu etiya like he's he's someone who rebel against God. Hey. And I'm so the kind of my cup on fire and I go on my call. That is why I always thank God any day, any day I wake up. Because you see, every day is an advantage for me to know God better. Because it's easy. Empire, I say, whole master became vividly say some prayer point. So he shook the whole master. Whole master, empire had an oboe. Ah, secret, secret, whole master. Tia said, "Yes, you see, you know, you go, you know, so you enter, you know, you say, you are born, sir." Hmm. Hey, one more. Wait, yeah, one more, pal. So Malachi chapter four verse five says that, "Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord." So you see. That was a fulfillment of a prophecy. So there was a prophecy that before the, the, the dreadful day of the Lord, before the establishment of the kingdom of heaven, Elijah must come again. So you see, the people who understood the signs, the people like the Magi and all these people who were reading stars and all those things, they were kind of expecting that before every like before the messiah come elijah must come and and jesus was actually saying okay i am the messiah but i want you to know that i'm the messiah and actually i've come and you must also know that elijah that has been said has come because elijah is john the baptist so jesus describes uh and again jesus also hints the revelation as he being the messiah um, Lydia, Lydia says that no wonder he dressed like Elijah. Exactly. Alright. Then he moves on to the verse 20 to 24. The verse 20 to 24. Then we could see that Jesus was very angry. He was very, very angry. And Jesus was very, very angry with some unrepented towns. And he says that you, John the Baptist, have come be preaching to you each and every day. 
you didn't accept him you didn't receive him and i'm sure that at that point i'm just i'm just painting a picture this is how i read the, the scriptures and i read the picture and i read the scripture i i create like a movie in my eyes i can imagine that jesus after he's doing his lost work when the disciples of john went back i i can imagine that the pain he being he, he related to john the baptist like even in family and all that even from infancy and who john is and all that and he has suffered for the kingdom he has been preaching the kingdom he has also come he's also preaching the kingdom and you towns like um, bethsaida and capenum like he's been preaching the kingdom and still you have hardened your heart and he says that you a time is going to come it will be more dreadful than you than Sodom and Gomorrah. And trust me, those towns, when you read the history, what happens in AD 70, it was very bad. It was very, very bad for those cities. It was very, very bad. Then he moves on to verse 25 and 30. Then he says that um, he thanked God. You see, these are the things you must understand. These are the things that makes people born into the kingdom greater than John the Baptist. It doesn't mean it works. But you see, Jesus said something here that I, he was thanking God, the Father, that he had hidden these things from the wise and then the learned. The wise and then the learned. The wise were the scribes and then the Sadducees and the Pharisees because they were the people who were regarded as the wisest people. But they did not understand these basic things. And Jesus says that he has revealed it to little children. The little children there is a metaphorical statement to represent people with childlike kind of humility. So when it comes to the kingdom, people born in the kingdom, one attribute that you must have is the humility. Because it's in humility that revelation is made or is affirmed. So Jesus moves on and he says that nobody knows the father except the son. And nobody knows the son except the father and except the one that the son chooses to reveal himself to. Very profound scripture. Very profound scripture. So you see, in our age and in our time, don't go saying that, oh me, I don't know the father, I don't know the son. Hey, have you forgotten? Have you forgotten that Jesus made a prayer and in John chapter 17, the verse 3, he says that now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Have you also forgotten that the apostle Paul was praying in Ephesians for the church and he says that, that you may know him and you may know so you see, this time, at that time, Jesus hadn't been revealed fully to the people. He hadn't been revealed fully to those in the kingdom because he had not even birthed the Lord of the harvest. He had timing over the harvest. He had not, he had not, he had not uh, amassed all the people and given birth to them in the kingdom. So at that time, all the prophets who came, all the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they had no knowledge. But you and I, we are in the kingdom. We know who Jesus is. We know that indeed he is God. We know. We know God. So we know Jesus. We know. Because you see, a demonstration of this was going to happen when Jesus was asking about his disciples, who am I? Who do people say I am? Then he asked them, who do you say I am? And Peter said, you are God. And he said that indeed, 
God the Father had revealed this through you. And Jesus was affirming this that indeed nobody can know me except the Father. Because so at that time So you had no knowledge. You had no knowledge. Say me me the son of God. You had no knowledge. I just said But me the Bible not come from cover to cover. So we there we know Jesus from the very beginning. So for us we can know God and we can we can know the Father and we can know the Son. Oh, I love chapter eleven. I love chapter eleven. So many mysteries. The Bible is sweet, though. Sweet. All right. Let me end here. Facts stood out for you. I, I can't do it. I, we will end it. We will, we will do it together. Let's do the last chapter. Yes, I'm time, marry me. Okay. Because Joseph has said, excellent. Also, excellent. So read read the chapter 12. Quick, 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 quick. And uh, let me summarize chapter 12 in one for two minutes. Matthew 12. At that time, together. Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to take bumpers of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. He answered, Haven't you read what they did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priest. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. Something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went into the synagogue. And a man with a shriveled hand was there, looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus. They asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored just as sound as the other but the pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill jesus aware of this jesus withdrew from that place a large crowd followed him and he healed all who were ill he warned them not to tell others about him this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet isaiah here is my servant whom i have chosen the one i love in whom i delight i'll put my spirit on him and he'll proclaim justice to the nations he will not quarrel or cry out no one will hear his voice in the streets and bruised reed he will not break a smothering wick he will not snuff out till he has brought justice through to victory in his name, the nations will put their hope. Then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. And Jesus healed him so that he could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, Could this be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, It is only by Beelzebul, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. 
if Satan drives out Satan, he's divided against himself. How then can his kingdom stand? And if if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they'll be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder his house? Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the holy spirit will not be forgiven either in this age or the age to come make a tree good and its fruit to be good or make a tree bad and its fruit to be bad for a tree is recognized by its fruits you brood of vipers how can you who are evil say anything good for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him but i tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken for by your words you will be acquitted and by your words you'll be condemned then some of the pharisees and teachers of the law said to him teacher you want to see a sign from you he answered a wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet jonah for as jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish so the son of man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth then men of nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it for they repented at the preaching of jonah and now something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom. And now something greater than Solomon is here. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, he goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then he says, I'll return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and sticks with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. This is That is how it will be with this wicked generation. While Jesus was talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and sister and mother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is answering his mother and father, brothers. Then, yeah, you see your mother and father is waiting for you. And he says that who is my mother and who is my brother? Wonderful. Jesus Christ. The last time someone made a joke that was very knowledgeable, like a comedian made a joke. He says that you see the time Jesus was at the temple when he was young, very young, little, and he got lost and his his, his parents came there and he said, You have been searching the whole town looking for you. He says, No, go away and let I must do that. The person said that you see 
he says that at that time the African spirit entered Mary. That is why you never heard the name of Jesus again until he, he became 30 years. I'm like, yes, oh. <laughs> so did they discipline him in the house or something? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a very intelligent, that's a very like intelligent kind of joke. I'm like, wow, that's 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 strange. And that is chapter 12. Chapter 12 had um it began with Jesus. We understand that Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. You know, the Sabbath they forbade like 39 types of works on the Sabbath day. And one of the things that was for, uh, forbidden is harvesting on the Sabbath day. It was a huge crime when it when it happens. The Pharisees will not will not give you permission at all like They'll be strict, right? But Jesus did that. When Jesus did that, they came to him. They, they, the disciples were hungry. And then they were like complaining that, have you seen your disciples doing these things? Then I, the disciples of Jesus, just like, Ompe, you're not a crowd. It's like, Asembia, Bebia. Like, It's like, John the Baptist, disciples, Omosha, Omosha, The Pharisees also saw that, on the Sabbath day, so so they come so they the moonya continue say bridegroom na ba kakura kura na alis moonye bibia papa niye niyan kakre I say mudi eh the umbaya na umbaya bibisa right and Jesus reminds them that David ate the showbread which was consecrated for um, spiritual purposes and he also reminded them that even the priest must break the Sabbath law to perform his duties. So what Jesus was essentially saying here is that mercy towards suffering is a higher spiritual law than religious activity, which is very key. Let me explain this thing to you. Mercy towards suffering is a higher spiritual law than religious activity. If your pain of tithe, if your pain of offering becomes a religious activity for you that someone is suffering you let the person die then you must know you are you are you are you are you are, be, you are, you are begin to act like a pharisee is someone here with me i'm not saying that don't go and pay tight i'm not saying don't go and give offering i'm not saying don't but i'm trying to say that there are some people who can be so wicked that like on a Sunday they are going to church and then they see someone dying. Instead of saying, okay, at least let me take this person to the hospital and later on come to church. They rather, they rather want to go to the church and let the person die. When you do that, you are becoming like the Pharisee. Because Jesus was teaching a simple principle here that mercy towards suffering is a higher spiritual law that he regards than a religious activity. I'm not saying that going to church is a religious activity because we know that in our kingdom, going to church is we going to the gatherings of the saints, but it's not a religious activity. But I don't want to see that is why some people can do religious activities and then they forget some spiritual laws like mercy, like love like forgiveness these things 
don't become a Pharisee. Amen. And one thing we saw Jesus here is that we saw the Bible in the verse 15, we saw that Jesus was, when Jesus saw that he was, yeah, he was being plotted to, to be killed, he withdrew. He withdrew from the place. And a time came that they were calling Jesus Beelzebub. Beelzebub is like the prince of demons. And Jesus said that a demon can suck away de demons, which is very, very, very critical. Very, very key. And Jesus begins to explain that don't speak against the Holy Spirit. It is the only sin that can't be forgiven. I hope you've heard that scripture before. And when uh, our sister was reading, we also noticed, we also heard it. And when you were reading from your own Bible, the Bible says that we shouldn't talk against the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it is the Spirit of the Lord that convicts us of our sins. And then it leads us to repentance and forgiveness. It is the Spirit of God in, our, in, in, in this dispensation. It is the Spirit of God that leads us to repentance and forgiveness. So if the whom whom now early due to repentance and forgiveness, who did not tell me? You dear, you know, you know, be forgiven. Like Wangasawa can So it's not like God will not forgive you. It's you that you who have rejected salvation. You who have like says okay, maybe I'm All right. So people who talk against the spirit of God are people who say they 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 because I'm no in you. You might have heard questions like um, you are not going into details, but I think you heard that. Amen. Let me end here. Let me end here, and let me take what stood out for you. From there are so many things in chapter chapter twelve, and even if it's chapter eleven, what what stood out for you? Want to add a question or contribution or something? Let's do it. All right. Today we prayed so much, so we spent most of our time praying. Uh, but don't worry, it's also good that we prayed. It's also good that we prayed. Any verse that stood out for you is welcomed. But are you are you are you blessed today? Have you learned something? Have you learned something? Is fifty two days in light becoming beneficial to you? All right, that's powerful. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, 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 okay. All right. All right, that's all I want us to know. I want us to, um, I know that it's it's it three days in Pune, <laughs> yes. So, as we proceed, I believe that there is so many things you understand by now. I know that when I ask you a question, I think by 50 day 52, I'm going to send out a PDF that have so many questions, and you try your hands on it, all right. You try your hands on it and you would answer them and you begin to see okay whether if i can answer or i can't answer and maybe the passage maybe i'll give you a day some days just go i'll give you a passage just go think about it and try and and answer them and maybe send it to me if i get time i'll read it and then i'll tell you oh, that that was very deep oh maybe here and here there was an error and all that don't worry if by the grace of god if uh, i start a physical location church in my church even children ministry they write exams before they pass to uh, before they yes like exams we use police people to come and do invigilators serious <laughs> no madame pep and all those things they'll come for strict interview because the, the, the age we are in 
kids are learning so many things they can still learn the bible it's not complex yes it's 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 very so yes it's it can be open book exams we'll give you the bible the bible is there and all that just open the bible to any place you want <laughs> you can bring your computer around and all that but just that you are doing an independent work mm-hmm. what has madame pep ah, i don't know what madame pep has done to me i always mention madame pep's name so that is it i believe that we are learning 52 days in light i believe it's going to be a blessing to us it's going to be a blessing to you uh, i want you to invite your friend as we go through the day invite your friend invite your sister invite your neighbor just like at free higher just go and tell them like you know we are just three days in i believe that you can come and you will continue this journey and your life will never be the same hallelujah they say after here some of us that you must begin to accept fully the call of god that's there's so many times that one of the reasons why people the first reason why people refuse to accept the call of god is it has to do with attitudinal attitude issue that it prevents so many people from accepting the call of god the second topmost reason is people really don't know what to say what to teach what to show other people they feel like they are shallow when it comes to the bible i believe that after the 52 days you'll be more confident when it comes to so many things in the bible because you have a fair idea of what a passage in the bible was talking about and when you're standing in front of someone i believe you can be able to teach and teach the uh, the right word of god like a servant rightly dividing the word of truth you can rightly divide the word of truth and i believe that it's a spiritual thing we are doing so you want to also call someone to be on board god bless you for coming i want you to lift up your voice and we are thanking god we are praying the lord in the name of jesus i've heard so many things i've heard so many things lord let your word have its way in my daily life i want to leave your word i want to leave your word lift up your voice and pray surely father we pray in the name of our lord jesus we want to be people that leave your word leave your word we want to leave your word we want to we want to we want to experiment your word in our daily life in the mighty name of our lord jesus there is one declaration i want to make on you before you leave the bible said freely you have received freely you will give i want to pray for you that i by the time we are done with these 52 days there is going to be a unique gift out of the giftings of god that you would receive freely it can be a healing gift it can be the gift of prophecy it can give it can be the gift of teaching, the gift of service, um, 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 prophecy, tongue speaking, it can be revelation, dreams. I pray and I declare over you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus that you become someone that we will say that indeed God has gifted you. In Jesus' name, amen. Any question? If there's no question, any question? There are personal questions so you can send them to my email if i have time i'll sit back and then try to answer some of them all right so tomorrow we are continuing today we ended 12 tomorrow is 13 14 15 16. yeah so yeah to us hallelujah yeah to us yeah to us in amisha on your case here and mama jesus christ timo god bless every person that came 
uh, when we come to try as much as possible to comment so that when the, we take attendance you to your name will be there you will know that also you came so that after 52 days we can say that you completed the 52 days with us god bless you and may god keep you in jesus name amen have a blessed day and bye-bye